Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, y'all. Today we have a friend of the show, somebody who's been on quite a few times, Ryan Rostein from WIP out in Philly. And uh, I think you used to do, uh, didn't you used to do with uh, John McMullen over on ESPN? Is, am I? Yeah, yeah. Am Johnny I wrong Mac on yeah. Uh, ESPN. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jacob Media. I was with Johnny Mac there for a little while. We had a show together. So Cool. Yeah, man, you've been doing it for a while. People can listen to Ryan over the weekends a lot, uh, late nights, uh, really killing it over there. Uh, he talks about the the wide array of Philly sports stuff, so this episode will be more of like everything because there's a lot going on, even though the, it's kind of dead season for the uh, for the Eagles. But, you know, I kind of, you know, I guess it was too soon for Ryan because when I got him on here, we started talking about the Eagles. He was like, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, tell the people, like, I mean, the the Eagles' inability to get a, a, a stop in the in the second half, is that kind of, like, the perfect way for Gannon to have left, or, or you kind of would have liked him to... to... <laughs> I mean, I would have liked him to leave with a Super Bowl, but uh, yeah. I guess it was poetic in a way for him to go out on that note. It's... I don't know, man. I mean, I do know. I just don't know if, if you want to get me started. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating, you know, and that's why this offseason right now is so important. The draft is always important, you know, but um, you just you just hope that we don't look back and say, like, damn, that, that really was their best shot. Yeah. And then you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson going away and playing on a – six and a half million for you know one year six and a half million dollar deal i mean i can't believe you couldn't have convinced me like any point in the season that that was what was going to happen to him and i I mean i hope the best for him honestly i mean i I think the lions have a good thing going on over there but that that also just kind of makes the whole thing also kind of like whoa what just happened (laughs) yeah i know i i still have no idea what happened i don't know if he still knows like what what happened that whole thing was crazy. I mean, with Slay, and you're like, all right, we're not losing Slay, then maybe, wait, we are losing Slay, and what about Bradbury? I don't, like, that whole week, that one-week span was pretty hectic, and, you know, Eagles end up uh, going their separate ways. 
It was really odd. So what, uh, let's get to the Phils just to start off because it's, of course, the one that's that just kicked off. The Phillies are off to a one in five start. I mean, how concerned are you about that? I mean, that's a small portion of the season, but the pitching has been pretty horrific. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good thing, right? Like, it's, I'm not saying because they're one in five, like the sky's falling and I'm, you know, panic, panic button, but, you know, it's only six games. It's a 162 game season. I get all of that, but this small sample size that we've seen them, it's, it's concerning, right? Like, you, you look at this pitching staff and you say, all right, you add Walker in the offseason. Hopefully that helps, but, like, look at Nola and Wheeler and what they did last year in that run to the World Series. Like, they were they were awesome. And I'm not saying they can't be that again. But, you know, I think we all would agree Nola is ideally a, a third starter on a really good World Series team. Wheeler, probably a number two yeah. on a really good World Series team. Right. So we're already, we're already right. asking them to, you know, pitch above their – you know, their pay grade, I guess, so to speak, you know, we're, we're asking a lot of them, you know, so I I don't know what to expect from those guys, but you know, the Phillies, they need those two guys to be all-star level. If we want to talk about this team in the world series again, do we need, we need our Roy Halladay is what you're saying. I mean, that would be nice. I don't know if we need him to be Roy. Wheeler's Cliff Lee. Wheeler is more like Cliff Lee. On his best, on his best days, yeah. I mean, you know, Wheeler's awesome. I'm, <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. I'm not sitting here saying these these guys stink, but they were great last year. So, you know, can they do that again? That's that's the question. It's not a guarantee. Yeah, I mean, hitters are hitting. I so I think I saw 291 against them. I mean, I've heard some of my buddies and some people I've talked to, and you know, these circles say, oh, maybe it's the pitch clock. I mean. I, I kind of dismissed that. I was like, I don't know about pitch clock doing that. But, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it's probably a factor, right, because it's new. Okay. You know, it's new. Okay. It's different. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, well, it's the pitch clock's fault. Like, every <laughs> every pitcher, every batter is dealing with the pitch clock. So, I'm not I'm That's not going right. sit, to sit here and use that as, you know, uh, get out of jail free card. So, um, they should be able to adjust to that relatively quickly. I hope so. They got they got Harper coming out and doing some uh some BP, but they're saying that he's uh he's not going to be good to play because he can't do different kind of slides. Is that's what mm-hmm. that's what you're hearing as well, right? Yeah, that he's you know he's able to get in the box, he's able to do BP, but um he can't he hasn't been cleared to slide. So you know if he if he were to slide, he could rupture or, or re-injure it. So um. There's no rush. There's no reason to rush no. him back. You know, nope. take your time. We know who he's going to be when he gets back. So exactly, exactly. No and this problem. team should be good enough. I mean, you're down an MVP, so that's a big deal. But this team's pretty damn talented. You know, despite him being out, despite Hoskins going down, you still have a bunch of studs uh, with the bat. You, uh, you thinking uh, Bohm might regularly slide over to first and they kind of get Sosa in there with the way Bohm's bat's been working recently? I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think think you can use Bohm, obviously, as a DH a good bit. But, you know, that's another really huge factor to all of this that you bring up, Matt, which is, you know, Thompson's trying to figure this all out. Like, all right, we just lost our first baseman. Obviously, we're not expecting that. 
Who should I put there? How should I handle it when we face a lefty? How should I handle our substitutions? Who's coming in, you know, mid game, all those things. Like we're, we're seeing a bunch of different guys play first. We still have to find out if Hall can be uh, a guy that you can start a hundred plus games. Right. So there's, there's like a lot of moving pieces here that Thompson has to try and get, you know, answers to. Yeah. Der- Derek Hall. I, I like Derek Hall at this point in his career and I, I'm happy to eat these words. At this point in Derek Hall's career, I'm comfortable with him, you know, platooning, you know, coming in, you know, uh, a bit every series or DHing or something like that. But I would rather see somebody else be that regular right-handed bat in the lineup. It's fair. I mean, you know, we we saw Hall not very much last year, but when we did see him, he was – he was a beast. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, I guess, a good sign. But that doesn't mean he's an everyday player, right? So that's, right. that's exactly. what we have to find out. Yeah. It's an opportunity, but too soon they'll they'll be looking for something around the around the all-star break. Cause I I I assume the way this team spends, even if they're if they're somewhere in contention, they'll definitely still be buyers if necessary. Absolutely. So. As as they should be. I think they'll be buyers regardless. It's just gonna be you know, what, what are they looking to buy? <laughs> what would you add a first base, a uh, first baseman? Is that, is that where, if, 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 if you know, you were talking to, to management and you're like, we're, we're, we, we are in a, we're in that mood tonight, Ryan, what should we, what, we, what should we cop for the people? <laughs> I mean, as of today, I, I think you still want to see what Hall is because maybe Hall can be your, your everyday guy or a guy that, you know, gets 110 starts or whatever it may be. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if he's that guy, then you don't need to go out and, and you know, look for that. But I still think you need depth there. You still need depth with the batting. Um, but I obviously, I, I would ideally love to add another arm, especially the yeah. way things look right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, who are you seeing as the, obviously, other than the Braves, who I've just got to give props to. They're a well-run organization. You know, outside of the Braves and possibly, I guess, the Dodgers, who who are some of the other kind of threats you're looking at in the NL? I mean, you can just stay right in the division, right? You already mentioned the Braves. You know, the Mets are not going to be an easy out, right? I mean, you have the Braves and the Mets in your division in the NL East that, you know, are both, you know, contenders to win the World Series, both contenders to come out of the National League. So, you got two teams you're sort of looking up at right there. Obviously, the Dodgers aren't going away. So, um, you know, those are really the three teams I look at and say they're going to be they're going to be tough to, uh, you know, to get past. And if you want to be the team that's representing the NL, those are three teams you're going to have to fight through to try and do that again. It's not going to be easy. No, no, it's not. And. Yeah, the 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 pen everything is going to have to step step its game up. But we're only six yeah. out of one sixty two. All the all the great uh, quick math brains out there will know the percentage, but it's very small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so early. the other night, yeah, very early. <laughs> the other night uh, on national television, the Sixers kind of put away the Celtics. I uh, had them. I want to say eight points, six points up with about just a few seconds left, and kind of. Almost, you know, as folks say, tricked it. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost messed, almost messed it up. And uh, did that? Did that kind of get sting you like it did? Because me, 
Yeah. Like, oh man, see, this I know. I for me, I'm kind of for the Sixers. That's the only team I'm like negative on. I'm like, I'm not gonna let you buy me into it. Um, but did, did that hit you like that, or do you think that that's just kind of how ball works out, and and you're feeling confident about the Sixers? Um, it, it is sort of just the way it goes in, in the NBA, but. I'm not I'm I wouldn't say I'm confident in the Sixers right now, but it's not because of what I saw against Boston. Right? Like I, I look okay. at I just I look at this team and I just have I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions, right? Like what is what can Joel what can Joel Embiid be um for this team in a deep playoff run? Can he lead this team to a deep playoff run? What can James Harden be? What are we going to get from Doc Rivers? What are we going to get from Maxi, Tobias Harris? Like the bench, you know, the bench has been up and down, right? Sometimes Niang can come in and give you five threes. Sometimes he goes 0 for 6, right? Like, so that's the difference mm-hmm. between winning and losing a series. So I, I, I just still have a ton of question marks. This, this Sixers team is very similar, Matt, to the Phillies, where we had a decade okay. of – the Phillies not making the playoffs and disappointing us late in the season. We're, we got to the point for the Phils where it's like, you know, wake me up when they make the playoffs. For the Sixers, That's right. it's sort of like wake me up when they get past the second round. It, it almost doesn't That's matter right. what they do until they actually do it. That's right. That's how. That's where I am with it. I mean, I just – it's hard to even convince myself that 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 it's possible that they're going to get past the second round. You know, when you have somebody who can be the best player on the floor, you always have the chance to do that. But yep. I don't know. Just, just the way Giannis is playing right now, I don't want to have to play Giannis. And I, you know, and and the Celtics, the Celtics. I'm glad that they didn't. The Sixers didn't get swept this year by the Celtics, but they almost got swept. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's like that win to avoid a season sweep to say, all right, we can beat him. Like, that's great for those guys in the locker room. But at the end of the day, all right, you went one and three or whatever it was. Um, I, I don't know. And that, that win doesn't say one and three. I think me, that's yeah. Yeah. I'm not sitting there saying, oh, well, because they went one and three, like, look out for the Sixers now. Like Boston's still a nightmare of a matchup in a seven game series. And that was at home for the Sixers and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and there's no playoff and bead tummy aches. I mean, I hope I hope that the guy you know strings it together and gets gets you know what he he's one of the most talented players who've ever worn a Sixers uniform. He just needs to have one of those runs. He's going to be one of the most celebrated NBA superstars ever. But if he doesn't, it'll define him. Um, People will talk more about the yeah. tummy aches than they did about the times he led the league in scoring. <laughs> it's just how it goes. It's, it's spot on. Um, yeah, it, it's he he needs to. This is a legacy type of postseason run or lack thereof. We'll see what happens. But this is this is it for him. This is time for him to say, like, yes, I can be that stud in the playoffs. I can get this team at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, and when we're there, you know, fight for a chance to to come out the East, right? Like if this is another disappointment, fair or foul, like you have to start wondering, you know, what, what can this team be? What is their best version of themselves with, with him leading the charge? So it's a big, it's a big postseason. 
And he's got questions like that for himself. I mean, for himself about Philly. Is Philly the right place for me? I mean, I Philadelphia fans won't want to hear this, but you've you've heard a lot of players who were not ready to leave where they had played and you know had all these great years until they were ready. Anthony right. Davis, Shaq, KG, you know, a litany of just great players who at certain point just said, "I can't win here. I'm not going to win here, and I'm out." Yeah, at peace. <laughs> it's fair, man. And that's just the reality, to your point. It's the reality of, of life in the NBA. It's, I mean, Embiid's been through a lot with this team, dude. He's been through a lot, whether it's yeah. different GMs and ownership and the process and how they handled things, you know, with Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler. And, I mean, there's just – there's so many things that went on that he had to deal with that – impacted this team and their title chances. Ben Simmons, we didn't even say, you know, I had to, I had to just go ahead and say it, but uh, we didn't even <laughs> say that one. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, uh, that enough said. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be able to steady this ship, I'll give him credit for that. The ship is, they didn't, they didn't go out after, after, it would have been a big disappointment and people would have already started looking at him differently had after Ben Simmons left the team fall back, like, you know, be in the play in tournament, losing the first round, not make the playoffs. He'd already be, you know, people would, he, people would be making fun of him like crazy. If that was, if that happened, he just, he's just gotten better, you know? So it's like, if anything was Ben holding him back, I, I don't know, maybe a little bit. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was clogging he was. up the paint. <laughs> right. yes. He was clogging up a lot of things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you clogging. and I right now could probably, could probably, you know, just go out in a game. Maybe, maybe if nobody if behind the Instagram cameras, he probably beat us in a shootout. But right now, <laughs> you and I just, you know, get, get two minutes for Rothstein. Rothstein for three. I'm trusted to Rostein for three. That's that's a good bet. You know, as long as I'm open, you know, I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few. More than Ben, that's for damn sure. I mean, like everybody who's touched the rock, I mean, generally, you know, if you've played some ball, you have to be kind of restrained. You got to kind of control yourself at times. You learn how to, like, you know, think of others in the game. And it's like this guy is like, People are like 10 feet away from him in every direction. He's refusing to let it go. Die yeah. for that in the NBA. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a joke. I mean, I, he he may never play in the NBA again. That's how I'm looking at him at this point. It's it's borderline sad, but I, I'm not feeling sorry for him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it's, it's definitely borderline sad. That might have to be the uh, – the, the, the caption on the on the episode because it is borderline and most of the people most of the people the who are Philly sports fans though are definitely on the 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 non sympathy side of that border because because the way he the way he left was just embarrassing for him yeah there's there's no border for about ninety nine percent of Sixers fans and there shouldn't <laughs> there shouldn't be there shouldn't be clowned himself clowned mm -hmm. himself. So on a scale of one to ten, just so I can kind of pull out of you what you think is going to happen, what are the chances that the the Sixers do make it past the second round this year? I mean, 
I'll give it like a seven. I'll give it a seven just because. Mm, nice. I, I'm trusting in. I'm That's trusting great. Embiid. I'm trusting Embiid. Okay. I'm okay. Trusting Embiid, but you know the Sixers need some some luck on their side for once, right? Like it's always Embiid's broken face. Embiid has diarrhea. Harden's hurt. Like it's always some nonsense, dude. Like for once. You know, I'm not hoping for anyone to get injured, but, you know, that's life in professional sports. Like maybe Tatum misses yep. a couple weeks, you know, maybe Brown misses a couple weeks. I, I They need yep. some luck on their side to, to open up that door. The East is just so stacked and, and, and you could realistically see some of these playing teams knocking off. Like I'm really excited for the Eastern conference playoffs this year, more so I think than I've been in a while. I mean, I'm, I generally really like the NBA playoffs. It's one, it, it's way up there for me, but, but this year in the East is going to be worth watching. You got the Knicks. I could see the Knicks knocking somebody off. I could see the Bulls knocking somebody off. I could see the heat knocking somebody off. Brooklyn plays hard. I mean, these guys, none of these guys are, I, I would be shocked to see first round sweeps this year in the East. Yeah. I mean, you know, you mentioned Miami. Miami's scary. I mean, you, you have Jimmy Butler. You can, you can, uh, you can win. You have Butler. You mm-hmm. have a coach like Spo. You can mm-hmm. win. Um, you know, even Trey Young and the Hawks. Like they were in the Eastern Conference Finals not too long ago. We know. Um, so yeah, I think it's loaded from top to bottom. It's it's not going to be it's not going to be a walk in the park. When you got a guy like Trey Young, you can always have a chance. It's kind of like having a good quarterback. If, if you've got somebody with just the the flamethrower from three, you, yeah. you can be in any game. It doesn't even matter how good the other guys are on the team. 100%, right? Like he, he can come in in a game one on the road and, and drop 50. You know, yeah. next next thing you know, they steal a game. They're going back to Atlanta. Top, like, right? Like it's all about how sort of how the dominoes fall on a seven-game series. So, yeah, anything can happen, especially with a stuff like that. So on the other side, in the other conference with the guy with the, I would say, the, the the I mean, of course, the best shooter of all time, the Warriors, hmm. how are you feeling about their, uh, how are you feeling about their, their, their prospects for the playoffs heading into it? I mean, how do you, how do you feel anything other than, you know, they can, they can get there again, right? Like the West is wide open and, I'm not looking at Denver as this team that can do it and that like mm-hmm. Denver should be this overwhelming favorite. Like now, nah, like let's see what they can do in the playoffs. Cause they haven't showed us, you know, anything. And if, right. if, if anything, they've shown that they come up small. So I'm not looking at, at Denver as this team that's head and shoulders above the rest in the West. Um, I look at the Warriors and as long as Curry's healthy and those guys are, you know, playing, the right ball at the right time, which I think they will be They're They're going to be a tough out. It's not easy to beat those boys four out of seven. It's true. And uh, what about the Lakers? I mean, what about them? Right. I mean, yeah, like you got LeBron, but AD starts playing really, you know, he starts picking his game up when LeBron's either sidelined or LeBron's on cruise control. So like that dynamic still needs to be figured out. I mean, you give me LeBron and AD on the team. I don't care what happened prior to that. They can win a game. They can beat anyone, obviously. So 
I, I just don't think they have enough. They can maybe win a series, a one seven-game series. I don't see them doing much more than that. One series. I could see that. Yeah, they, if they have to play somebody like the Suns, then – Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be night night. I don't I don't see you know that number one defense is great, but but when Booker and KD get get to cooking, it's it's <laughs> it's over. It's over that team. I mean, we haven't even talked about that team. You know, if you have KD and Book on the on the same squad and you know eight in and see like that that team's stacked, dude. That team's stacked. If they're healthy, there's no reason why they shouldn't at least be. In, you know, the conference finals out there. If KD is healthy and CP3 doesn't get a ring this year, I, I can't hear him in the in, in the best point guard. I, I, you know, I don't think that he is, but I'm willing to think about it and, you know, let him be in the discussion. If he doesn't get this ring and they, and KD, KD and Booker make it all the way through, I can't hear it. I can't hear <laughs> it. I mean <laughs> – He's the only reason why I would be mildly okay with KD getting another ring. But, I, I mean, KD's the worst. <laughs> I hate that man. I really do hate that man. But he just gets a cool 30. He's just the coolest, oh. easiest-looking 30-piece ever. <laughs> oh, he's, he's the greatest player probably in the league right now when healthy. I mean, he's a freak of nature. So, you know uh, – People think our guy Embiid is the best is the best in the league. Some people do. Um, he said he had some weird comments the other day, though, and I didn't catch whether what your take was on it. But he said something like, "I don't really think that you know one needs to you know uh, equate winning championships with having a successful career. You know, I I really value." that we compete every year. I mean, it just was off putting. I, I, you know, we kind of didn't read the room obviously on that one, but what do you think about how, what it was he said? And did I mischaracterize that based on what you heard? I mean, yes and no, right? Like I, I don't, I don't love what he said, but I also look at it. I look at it differently. I, I think what he's trying to say is, I'm not one of these guys that's going to ring chase. Like I'm not going to go team up with Giannis. Mm. Um, mm. And, and I think he's, he was trying to say how, how difficult it is to be successful in the NBA. And he's like, listen, like we're okay. We're, we're a 50 win team every year, right? Like I'm competing every year. We're, we're being mentioned for a title contender or, or a team that can come out of the East. And, you know, to, to have that level of success sustained, I think that's what he was trying to say. Um, I, I don't think he said okay. it well. Okay. I feel that I, I feel saying it that way. I more, more so feel it, but yeah, I still don't think, you know, that's why the, I think these players need agents and people like teams who are helping them craft these kind of statements. Cause I can feel that, but it's all about how you say things to people. Yeah. So. I also think the NBA, uh, the NBA, the MVP talk is getting to him a little bit, and he's just been trying to push that to the side for month for months now. I mean, really for years. Okay. So he's just trying to downplay the MVP talk, downplay all that other stuff, and it's just, you know, I, I think it's getting to him a little bit. I can feel that though. I mean, to have that delayed gratification. I mean, he's been excellent the last few years. 
you know, you plug him into some other NBA seasons. He was that league's MVP, but it just had it's it's been rough. It's yeah. been rough. <laughs> he looks like he's gonna get it though. Looks like he's finally gonna get one. So that's good. So what do you think the birds are gonna do with the the two first round picks they have? No clue, man. I have no clue. I, I I mean, if we just go off history, we go off what this team values. It's probably going to be, you know, if not an offensive lineman, a D lineman, which I'm okay with that. But you also look at what else they valued and how they approached the draft, which is, you know, best available too. So, you know, I don't know if Jalen Carter's there at 10, do they get him? I certainly would like that. Um, you know, I also brought up Bijan Robinson. He's a guy that he's just a stud, man. He's an absolute stud. If you yeah. can maybe, you know, trade back and end up getting him if he falls a little bit. I, I don't know what Howie's thinking because part of him goes for the flashy, like the flashy skill position player in recent years. And then part of him just always goes for the trenches. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think I think uh I think he's got another couple tricks up his sleeve. Howie that that guy Howie, he 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 and he and he has a he has a, a penchant for the flair, kind yeah. of like a in a in a Jerry Jones' non-Jerry Jones way. Like he want he kind of wants to get the he wants to get his shine, he wants to get his respect and the, the Eagles to be seen as a serious franchise. So I'm expecting I'm expecting something big when 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 draft because he could he could go way up but I don't know if he would need to go up to to fill what this team needs like you said he might be able to bump, jump back and get Bijan which I really think you know me I I want this team to get if not in the first you know with the first pick very early on because I'm concerned with how often we rely on Jalen Hurts as our best running back. And that just is not long-term. If you're going to give this guy 50 million a year, I'm cool with that. You know, 50 mil, 50, you know, at some points of the year, I think fans should be expecting to see in the mid fifties, but you know, if and then you're going to be missing games with him, that's going to hurt the team because that's about a quarter of the salary cap. You can't afford, you know, big time running back. So you want to get that on the cheap, I think with, the way things are lining up now, that's how I see it. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. Like, you know, this, the running back position right now in the depth chart does not excite me. I mean, so <laughs> they need to do something there. And to your point, Howie always has something up his sleeve. It, we, we become obsessed with the offseason, but it's, it's still so early in the offseason. Like, Howie made a lot of moves in August. You know, he made a yep. lot of moves in August. So that the summer months, there's still plenty of time for him to make a splash or two. And we got Bradbury in June, didn't we? Uh, I think we got him in August. Wow. I'm not mistaken. Because I know the Giants released him in the summer, and I guess maybe there was some negotiation, but that was a, yeah, that was a blockbuster. And that, like you said, that's months from now. When, right. Either way, that's months from now, so. Ryan, when when can we uh, catch you? Look forward to catching you on Sports Radio WIP, and, and uh, what, what are you working on? Looking forward to in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. Just give me a follow at Wise Rye on Twitter. Uh, weekends on WIP overnight. Uh, also next week, I'll be on a couple times during the week, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, 
wrapping up my college basketball betting show this Saturday on the BetQL network, 12 p.m. to 4. So I got a lot, a lot cooking, man. I'm, I'm grateful for it all. So you can just give me a follow there. That's awesome, man. It's always, always great to have you on. We kind of, you know, talked about everything today, but I appreciate you making the time, Cecil. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today.